Broadcasting from Cincinnati, Ohio. And Phoenix, Arizona. You are listening to Work Life 360. This podcast is all about helping one another navigate through the noise and the clutter that's holding us back from our potential to be a healthier, successful community. Whether it's stress, head trash, time management, tips on living a healthier lifestyle, or just navigating lifelong goals, this podcast is everything work-life related. I'm Rhonda. And I'm Bruce. We're here to provide you with tips and tricks to help you navigate through the day-to-day mental blocks. Let's get started. Welcome back to another episode, episode number five of Work Life 360. Today, we're going to be talking about mindset and true grit. But first, if you're a first-time listener, welcome to Work Life 360. If you've been with us for a while, thank you. Continue to join us every single week as Ron and I deliver you guys great content every single Wednesday. Leave us that review. Today, we've got an awesome, awesome guest, Kenneth Carter. Uh, Kenneth is going to be sharing his story with us, and it's going to play right into just that, just that, right? Mindset and true grit. So, guys, we always like to start each episode with reviewing the action item from the last episode. So, if you didn't have a chance uh, to check it out, hit pause, go back, listen to the last episode, because this one is an important one, guys. Creating a schedule. Okay. Rhonda, how'd you do? I did pretty good. Color-coded different activities relating to my personal life, what I want to do at home, and then those important new relationships that I spoke about, getting to know 30 of our agents. So scheduling that time, I've allocated three different days where I'm focusing on the morning and then the other two days where I'm midday afternoon, kind of make sure that I get to those goals and documenting all of that on my spreadsheet. That's Quickly, great. that's, that's kind of how I'm doing it. So, and they're all highlighted in green. So I know what they are and, and then I check it off. So I have my little checkbox. Let me ask you, have you ever, have you ever created a schedule before and asked? Actually I do. There's an app on my phone that I've used. Um, Which one is it? It's called iNotes. And I use that pretty much for, for a lot of things and kind of, you know, my to-do list instead of sticking the sticky notes all over the place. Yeah. Gosh, <laughs> so, you see my I, desk right now. My pro- portfolio book that I would carry with me everywhere. But now that I have my phone pretty much anywhere I go, that way too, if I need to make some notes or double check something, it's right there. It, it's awesome. And I, I'll be honest, like, so when I was when I was a freight broker, I, I would wake up every morning and go straight into reactive mode, right? It would be wake up, you get the office, you check your email, you see what loads are on fire, and all day you'd be reacting to circumstances. Mm-hmm. And so when I coach people now, and I, I, we, we kind of talk about creating a schedule. We don't just kind of talk about it. We create a schedule. And something that always com- comes up, we call it terminal uniqueness. Well, I can't have a schedule because, and you fill in an excuse. Mm-hmm. Obviously, I've been in transportation. I know the game. There are things that come up throughout the day that are going to get you off track. That doesn't mean you can't have a schedule. Like I, I create a schedule every single week, and and when my we call them reaches, when I, when it's time for me to make my reaches, like I know that it's ninety minutes. I know it. I say my positive affirmation, so I get the mindset right, I get the body right, and and I go into it, and I go into it prepared. You know, it's like going into battle. You're not going to go into battle with an inflatable sword and and no armor, right? You want to prepare yourself to go in with the sharpest sword, with the thickest armor, so that you know that when you finish that battle, you're going to be conquer. So, guys, let's introduce Kenny, Kenneth, or Ken, Mr. Carter himself. 
uh, he's been gracious enough to, to join us on our, our podcast here, and, and we are more than delighted to have him. Um, I've gotten to know him just briefly, and, and Rhonda, you, you kind of know him a lot more than I do. If you want to go ahead and give him a proper introduction, that'd be great. Kenny, you know how I feel about you. We've had some conversations. Just your journey is so inspirational, and when Bruce and I were talking about having guests on, you were the first one that popped into my mind. We have some similarities in our background and certain populations that are important to me that I often think are discriminated against and left out. You know, you've been among that group in different facets and look at you, you're a powerhouse. Your motivation and that internal drive to be successful and to to make your life your own and not to be thought of in a way that's not reflective of your story, like just your mindset and the way you go at it. I think you're incredible. And I really think for some of our listeners who maybe know someone in some tough times, your story is so powerful. And you know, I just have so much respect for you. Thank you. Thank you. You just wrote my bio. I appreciate that. <laughs> <laughs> so, so Kenny, man, like kind of give us the the five-minute breakdown, the infomercial of, of who Kenny is, where he came from, kind of the struggles, and and feel free to be raw and real, man. Oh, yeah, of course. Nothing but raw. Well, um, right out of high school, I went to the military, drove trucks, and it really wasn't for me. So I got out, and I started driving trucks again. And from there, I realized maybe I didn't like trucking. Got into other different uh, occupations. And you know, working at a warehouse, seeing trucks pull up, I'm like, you know what? I need to be a truck driver again. Long story short, I started driving again. I became a regional manager for a big corporation, making a decent salary. And I was still, I wanted more. That's what led me to my demise. I started trying to make extra money. And uh, the fast money, extra money, landed me in prison for two and a half years. The scariest part about that is I was facing 90 years. Crazy. <laughs> Never been in trouble, clean record, military background, doesn't matter. You know, you do something wrong, you got to be accountable for it. Um, so I took a deal for two and a half, uh, for three years, good behavior. I got out six months early. And that's where the story really began for me. Being, being in there, I say the first three or four months, I didn't really realize I was there. I was just kind of going through the motion. I think we've all been in situations, but we really don't know where we're at. We're just kind of going through it. You know, as I was in there and I started realizing what was going on, like Rhonda knows, I was playing cards every day. <laughs> my, I was expiring to be the uh, best bass player when I got out. <laughs> From there, I played cards, sat back, and I waited for my turn. And I just looked at everyone and was like, you know what? This is all we do. And on top of playing cards, there's a lot of fights, a lot of stabbings because people are emotional. So I was like, well, you know, I'm not built that way. I don't want to fight. I want to get out early. And I just I started getting some self-help books. And those self-help books really opened my eyes. I thought I knew everything about myself and I was grown, you know, quote unquote. And that's the problem. You know, we think that we're grown and, oh, I can do this because I'm grown. Change that mentality of saying, you know what, because I'm grown, I don't have to do it. And uh, I read every self-help book in the library. I checked out every single one. I more two or three at a time. I was getting in trouble for having so many books. I read a book and I can't remember what it was, but it was about uh, your weaknesses and your strengths. And so from there, I, I kind of, I wrote down every weakness I had, and I tackled those each day. More to the story, but you want to ask some questions? Let me ask you, like, why did you decide to 
go to the library and and kind of improve your situation versus the 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 vast majority of of people and not like what what triggered in your mind it was like this isn't right i need to change but like why well, it sounds kind of crazy, but I had this out-of-body experience just sitting there, and I just kind of closed my eyes, and I was just thinking about everything, and I was the coolest guy. I had the most money. I could do anything I wanted in the clubs, and I realized at that time I was looking at myself like, I'm not making people happy. Only only one's happy is me, and then I, that's how the weaknesses came about. Like, you know what? You're not as good as you think you are. You're probably at the bottom, and you hang around people that's less than you, you're going to feel higher, and, and, you know, that's not knocking anybody I was hanging around with, but if I if I'm the guy with the most money, then I can never get more money. You know, if I'm the smartest person, I can never get smarter. And all those things just replay in, in my head over and over. And just disappointing my family and realizing I had more potential and this is not it. Yeah. So in taking that first step and in walking, I mean, let, let's let's paint this picture, right? Here you are in jail, walking to the library to check out books like where did you even begin uh i always think i always replay that scene in the movie where the, the nerdy guy going to the library <laughs> and that was me yeah. but uh really i just i figured i'll go just take a look at something just see what's there and i was always doubting like it's a prison library because there are people there that want to learn and do better and you do have your majority who kind of get sucked up into that lifestyle and they give up on life and that's what really pushed me man because it's like I can be just like them and hate the world, hate the cops and hate people. Oh, they set me up and have every excuse in the world, but that's not going to change my situation. And when I get out, I'm not trying to be a felon. I don't care what anyone says. I'm not a felon because I don't allow that. I create my situation and that's how I created my company because I don't have to worry about it. You found it within yourself just through some self-reflection. I believe I heard you talk about looking in the mirror and just having that aha moment, thinking to yourself, what am I doing? How did I get here? Really thinking about your family and like you mentioned, the people that you that you disappointed. You know, for everybody getting to that point, it's going to be a different experience. And kudos to you for diving in there because that's really hard to do and it can be very emotional when we face our reality when you know, we do some things that maybe we didn't really think about the consequences to ourselves and to the, those we love. For people that have been incarcerated, the unemployment rate is off the charts. I think the latest research that I read from the out of prison and out of work report calculated that 27% of people that have been incarcerated don't find work. We know when you don't find work leads to some more not so great decisions in life. Finding that internal motivation or external motivation to make those changes. You obviously had an internal motivation like that desire to learn within yourself, because I know that you started to think about creating a company for yourself, which is kind of that external motivation, because now there's something out there that you can aspire to, to create money in positive way to take care of your family. Well, I uh, I kind of went back to what I knew in this trucking getting. I think everyone they have they have their own rock bottom. Not to be prison, you know, it can be any anything. But that's that's what you got to harness. You know, don't sit back and wait and say, oh, this is not my rock bottom. I wait till something else happens. No, the worst case scenario is what it is at that moment. And when I realized that was my rock bottom, like you said, I looked in that mirror one day, and that's when I was saying earlier, like I didn't realize I was actually in prison. Mm -hmm. And when I had to look at myself, when I had to stare myself 
in the face was like, this is you, this is where you're at. So the motivation was internal. From the beginning, I disappointed myself. Like I said, I thought I was always cool and smart. And now reality is I'm just like everyone else did. And I don't want to be in that bubble. You get treated like crap. You get treated like crap because that's ma majority of the people have that attitude. And so I guess it was internal to get me motivated. But that external environment really, really got me going. And instead of getting angry like, you know, most people would, I got angry at myself for putting myself in this. What people have you found have really helped you? move forward in your life? Because I think sometimes we don't understand how important those relationships that we have are in our success, because sometimes people can hold us back and kind of contribute to those self-limiting beliefs that we have in our mind. Who did you reach out to or how did you find those relationships? Because I remember you talking about the guys playing cards. You outgrew that. So you found that those relationships in that time wasn't really helping you move forward in life. First, we were asking like, how did I find you? It found me. And I'm not saying that, you know, in a cliche type of way, but I just started reading and the guys that are in there that do aspire to be to do something more, they come around. And the ones that are not, they get away from, you know, I, I was called a nerd and, you know, lame and that, you're going to get that. But uh, the guys that really want to do something, they were scared to do it. I'm not, So I guess I put it out there. So now when I'm at that table and I'm reading the book, then another guy slowly come up with his, and then the next one come up with his book. And I actually, I knew nothing about business, nothing at all. I'm still learning day, daily, but um, I was teaching a business class in there <laughs> just from what I've read. And I was having people do mock companies and how they were marketed. And that just inspired people like, you know what? I could do something. And I was like, you know what? I could, I could do this. So my passion is, it's free. It's not the brokerage itself. It's helping people. But I have to do something to show that, listen, I can do it. You can do it. Mm -hmm. That's why I started the company. I just wanted to be a CEO of someone's company and never wanted to own my own business. And that changed real quick <laughs> after that situation. And I was afraid to get on LinkedIn because I'm not professional or that's how I felt. I'm not professional. That's a whole different community. They wouldn't want me. And my sister was like, listen, just tell your story. It's okay. You've been there. You can't hide it. Is eventually going to come out. I, I went on LinkedIn and I was following a Freight Waves episode, What the Truck. And that's, I think it's the first time I actually met you. Yep. But I said something about, listen, people go to prison. I've been there. It's fine. Keep going. And I mean, right after that episode, Rhonda reached out to me. Dooner of Freight Waves reached out to me. He was like, we want you on the show. And that, that's, you know, just putting it out there. It's okay to, you know, have your downtimes and be bad. Just have to own it. I call it own it and divorce it. Yeah. <laughs> what, one thing that's an underlying theme here is, you know, you had to believe more in your future than you did your past. And you do. You believe more in your future than you do your past. And, you know, if if you don't if you don't allow yourself to to think that way, you're going to continue to believe in your past and that your past defines who you are. But it, it doesn't. Your episode, you guys were talking about goal setting. You got to have that vision. You got to have that vision. I mean, there's been times where I went to sleep and I woke up and I was like, oh, I just came from my business. You know, I pictured the the brokerage, the office, the cars, the people. And then I reality hit <laughs> and I'm back in the cell and I'm like, you know what? I'm going to be out of here one day. I'm going to have that growth. So I just, you know, slow incremental steps. In work release, I was already making calls. I didn't know how to get authority yet. I didn't even actually didn't know what license I need. I just found out about the surety button when I got out. But I was already calling shippers like, hey, uh, I'm a broker. You know, can I move anything for you? And yeah, didn't have, yeah, I didn't even have a company name, but it, it was it was fun. And that that's the other thing that really inspired me when I was listening to you actually on Freight Waves. You talked about the fact that you weren't even out and you were already taking steps forward. Like you did your research. You were ready to go out of the gate. The other thing that I really 
have learned to appreciate about you is every single month you have a theme and you post motivating and inspirational quotes. Just I feel certain ways and I'm like, you know what? I want to inspire people in a different way. You can have quotes all day, but you got to kind of still got to have a plan, a time management. So it's like I can just go shoot quotes all day. But if I have a theme around it, then I can focus on that. And that also allows me to focus on what I want to work on. Fire people. Thank you. Thank you. That's that's actually the plan. Man, what a great mindset, you know, and, and with a great mindset comes grit, right? We know that it, that transportation is not easy. We know that there's days when you just want to give it up, throw in the towel and, and say, you know what, I'm going to go do something else because it's easier. And here you are, fresh out of jail, starting a company, cold calling, trying to gather business, getting told no every single day over and over again. Like, why in the hell did you keep going? I don't look backwards, pretty much. It's like, like I was saying earlier, like you got to harness that pain. Whatever your bottom is, that's your bottom. You know, I was told no, I couldn't go home. Nose are nothing to me. Actually, the other day I was in the gym running nose. I love working out. The gym is my is my club, is my party. I'm around, I'm jumping around like crazy because that's what makes me happy now. One day I was doing some leg presses and I couldn't get the last three. And I don't know what happened, but I just thought about those shackles being put on me for the first time. And I pushed past three, I did 10 extra. I stole that pain. That I, I have tears sometimes. It's tears of joy. Like, you know mm-hmm. what? I got out of that. I go back to that time sometimes because you have to go back and see what the worst part of your life mm-hmm. was. That means everything else is easy. You know, a lot of people tell me, well, I can't be like you because I didn't go to prison. Have you been broke before? Lost somebody before? Did you not know how you was going to get your next meal? All those are all those are problems. Find your problem. Feed off of it. Tell everybody about your side hustle. Yeah, I reached out to you first. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, it's called Supply Chain Fit. And because I love freight and I love fitness, I decided to create a company that can help drivers primarily uh, mitigate pains, issues that they have. So I want to create a network of different physicians, doctors to help this industry because everyone has those problems. We all have back problems if we're, you know, drivers, warehouse workers, hypertension, and health of truckers is very, very bad. I have the luxury of working every day and coming home every day. So I prepare my meals, but, mm-hmm. you know, a lot of people don't. They're on the road. So this whole company is just to help and show them how they can mitigate their pain and find healthy ways of eating and just a whole different nutritious lifestyle. Do you have anybody, Kenny, in particular that's kind of working with you or is there anything you're looking for to help build that business? Yeah, you. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I mean, that's it's such a great I mean, this is a topic that goes unspoken several times is, you know, you pull up to a truck stop. And you have your Wendy's, your McDonald's, your your fast foods, your greasies. You even walk into the the truck stop itself, and it's potato chip, hot dogs that have been sitting under a lamp for God knows how long. Worked with a driver. Um, he did California to Michigan for me nonstop for an entire year, and he I got to know this guy very well. Um, and he refused to ever go inside of a truck stop to eat. Uh, he had a crock pot, small little refrigerator. And he said, how great is it that it, you know, he would leave Michigan four days later, he'd be in California. So he got four days worth of food. And each day he would cook his meals in his crock pot when dinner was ready, like he pulled over and he had dinner. He never, ever went inside of a a truck stop other than to get gas or shower or stuff like that. But he, he refused to eat. And 
you know, I, I knew this guy for probably about six months before I actually ever saw him. Um, and he sent me a picture. I mean, Ken, you're a big guy. This guy was all, <laughs> he, he, this guy was just as big as you. This I, He looked like a tank. And I mean, so it, it can happen. It is possible. It just takes a little bit more effort. Easy button is to pull up to the truck stop, grab a, a number two and a Diet Coke. And I love that it's always a Diet Coke. It's, it's harder. And so naturally, we don't want to do the harder thing. We want to do the easy, we want the elevator approach versus take stairs, um, which is a great book for anybody looking for some inspiration. Um, it's called Taking the Stairs, Selfless. Um, it's not my book, but it's our company's book. Um, but I love what you're doing. That is such a great, there's such a need. And the same could be said for brokers. You know, um, brokers sit around all day. We drink a lot of caffeine. You know, we're not eating the healthiest. We go down to the cafeteria and it's whatever's down there. Or, you know, we're sitting in our basement slinging freight and, you know, we eat a bag of potato chips when we very well could have had a salad. You know, it's it's very much needed and, and not just in transportation. What's your day look like normally? Because you have so many things going on. Fascinated to find out how you figure out your day today. Okay. Well, the reason I got so much going on because I had nothing going on. You got a lot of catching up to do. Yeah, I do. <laughs> I wake up at 3.45 each morning. It was 4.30. Knock 15 minutes off every two or three weeks. Self-discipline. Yeah. I mean, what time do you go to bed? Eight. I try to yeah. get there by eight. Sometimes it's nine, but uh, it depends on what's going on. So 3.45, I wake up. I go straight to the office, my home office. And I, the back office support, that's probably the hardest thing in brokerage. And I have a few agents, so I answer all emails, set up the day, set up my day, because I do make calls and stuff, do, uh, doing work if I can. Then I'll go to the gym at 5 a.m., and I'm there until 6. And then from 6, I come home, I go back to the office, and I work there until about 7. And from 7, I get ready to go to work, and then I work at about 4.30. And then I come back, and I go straight to the office, and I work on the business all day until about 7.30, 7.45, eat dinner, go to sleep. Any celebratory plans i know it's kind of hard with right now with covid but well we just came back from georgia and in the mountains for three days so that was nice i actually forgot about the business which was good oh <laughs> for you yeah <laughs> reset but, time uh, it's about that time um i got a wedding i'm going to in puerto rico in june and i think i'll be thinking about the business the whole time it's not it's not time to celebrate it's time to get right and set other people up for success because I always tell like I'm hiring different agents all without experience. I know that sounds unorthodox, but uh, <laughs> I don't want the experience. I want you to right. learn how I learn. It's longer. It just takes longer. It's people that have dreams and visions for themselves. And most of the people that I hire, they want to open their own broker. You don't have to sit here and live my dream for me. You know, you work towards your own dream and your own goals. And while you're doing that, I'm helping you learn because I learned wrong. No one, no one taught me. I didn't even know any broker. I don't even know I'm sorry, I didn't know any brokers when I started my brokerage. Can you share some of those qualities that you're looking for in people that you're going to bring onto your team? Been down on your luck before. Definitely. I want you to be down on your luck. I want you to harness that pain. You don't have to be squeaky clean. Definitely not doing background checks because I wouldn't work for myself if I did. <laughs> <laughs> Just motivate it and have dreams and visions for yourself. Definitely be professional. Be empathetic. You got to be reliable. Even for yourself, you, you're reliable to yourself and you'll be reliable mm -hmm. to everyone else. You do have to care and you have to be honest, which those are our values, the acronym of PERCH. But those things are just, they're, they're intangible. And even though they're just words, they mean a lot. And it's hard to find people that have 
all five. And so just someone that wants to go hard and go hard for themselves. You go hard for yourself, you're going to go hard for everyone else. One of the quotes that you had posted that kind of resonated with me is, the greatest good you can do for another is just not to share your riches, but also reveal to him his own. And I think that's what you do by looking for those folks that have had some struggles and giving them an opportunity to become leaders and to find all their positive attributes and how they can best contribute to society to reach not only their own goals, but the goals of all of us collectively, just to be more compassionate, understanding, giving people a second shot at life. It's so important. I really commend you on that. Thank you. I mean, that's what it's all about. It's about giving back. I may not be this huge brokerage, but if I can give somebody an opportunity and give them some experience before they walk out on their own, then that's good for me. Because how can you get experience if you don't get experience? Since, yeah, when I interview people and they say, you know, I just, I want to make some money. Like, that's, you know, we, we love money, but if that's your goal and that's your dreams, then I can't work with you. You say, oh, I want to start my own brokerage. Oh, let's do it. Yeah. <laughs> One day we can yeah. work with each other. They want to be dispatchers. They want to own their own companies. It doesn't matter. I want you to, like I said, do your own thing. McDonald's is like America's first job. A maritime freight is going to be America's first brokerage. <laughs> there it is. There it is. You heard it here first. <laughs> yeah. Build CEOs up. Build leaders. Yeah. Those people, those CEO mindset. Because honestly, when they're working for you, even as an agent or as a as a broker, like at the end of the day, like you're still in charge of your own business. Second, you take on the fact that I'm going to be in sales because that's what this is. You are your own boss and you are responsible for your own mindset, your own motivation, your own goals. Like it's, it's on you at that point. And you can't have that victim mentality. The, you can't have the, you know, millennials get a bad rap for being entitled, but you can't have that entitlement mentality or, you know, the, the elevator mentality. You got to have that mentality of like, look, I'm going to go the harder way versus the easy route. If, if there was an easy button, uh, I would have found it by now. <laughs> um, two things here. If you're a new broker listening to this, don't take this as this is this job is impossible that you can't do it. Take it as it's going to be tough. It's a long road ahead, but the reward is is out very much out there. People that honestly don't have high school degrees, people that had felonies in their past are now making a very comfortable living. If you're an older veteran broker, you can look back and say, man, yeah, that was that was hard. Self-reflect, okay? Because if you're a veteran broker, 99% of the time, you're complacent. You're not growing. You're just kind of sitting there riding the coat waves of what you built already until the wave crashes. And then, you know, we'll, we'll play the cards as they lay. But think back of like the, the grit and the, the mindset that you had when you were building that book of business and rechannel that to, to maybe, I don't know, this is a weird idea, but grow a little bit. <laughs> well, I have one final thing I want to ask you, Kenny. I, your, I know your mother. She served in the service as well. What influence has she had on you? Uh, the support. I mean, I went to the military because of her. And what I was saying about the, you know, disappointing people, my mom was like, oh, you didn't disappoint me. I can see it in your eyes. And that, that motivates me each day because I don't want to be the son that went to prison and, and didn't do anything with his life. So, you know, every day my mom says, I hope I live to see you be successful. Get up and you do something. And you don't have to go, and I know this sounds weird, but you don't have to go 200% each day. Cross slow. Make make one phone call. Read a book. Read a chapter. You know, what they say, most people after the age of 18 read, doesn't even read one book. Just yeah. learn something. 
Yeah, and I'm sure she looks at you in an entirely different way now. Yeah, my siblings are like, oh, that's your favorite child. You got to keep learning, like you said. And the IQs, you know, back in the day, they thought, you know, once you had your IQ, that's what it was. You can increase that. So, and, and that brings up one major, major point is that in order to be a top producer, top producers are consistently learning. And that's a philosophy that if, if you live by that, you continue to push yourself, um, nothing but great things are going to happen. Um, so I want to kind of end this off with, uh, with an action item. And this is an action item kind of going back an episode or two ago, but let's, let's review our goals, right? So a couple of episodes ago, we, we set our goals. We, we made them courageous. Give yourself a check-in. Where are you in relation to those goals? Dig in. Okay. Did you accomplish that first step? Right. How close are you to that first milestone? Um, you know, I, I, we got some feedback from a couple listeners and, um, I'm anxious anxiously waiting to see the reply as to where they are with their goals, which is fantastic. And feel free, send us emails, uh, worklife360podcast at gmail.com. Check in with us. We love we love our listeners' feedback. We love the interaction. Um, your emails won't go unanswered. Uh, but, but thank you for listening. And, and Kenny, man, what a great story. What an inspiration. Um, I don't think this will be the last time we hear from you. Uh, because you, you have so much to share, so much to share. And um, and honestly, man, kudos to you to to walk into that library. Now look at you. Um, with that, thank you, everybody, for joining us. And this concludes episode of Work Life 360. Thanks, Kenny. Enjoyed having you on. Thank you, Rhonda. Thank <laughs> you. That wraps up this episode of Work Life 360. Thanks for joining us. Make sure to check out all of our other episodes for even more great content. Check out the show notes, any links, any articles that we've referenced in today's episode. We appreciate your time and ask you to send any feedback to worklife360podcast at gmail.com. We value your time and we're here for you. Contact me directly if you'd like to learn more about me coming to run a free sales training workshop for your team. Follow me on LinkedIn or check out my website at brucepumiersswc.com. If you'd like to learn more about me or have a free health consult, check me out on LinkedIn or visit my website at planningthesiegeforhealthyliving.com. Thanks for joining us.